0: Disciple means one who is under the authority of Jesus, taught by him. And so that's our goal for every person at Holy Cross. Hello, this is Pastor John.
1: This is Dorothy Jones, parish administrator.
2: And this is Pastor Tim. And we are going through our new mission statement and our our thinking about that, Growing Disciples for Life. And so as we're reading this together, we hope you are too, and we're going to just react as the staff to some of these uh, questions that are in here. But before we get to that, uh, Pastor John, why don't you just give us a quick overview of this uh, first chapter, Growing Gospel-Centered Disciples of Jesus Christ for Life.
0: Yeah, so this is like a 40,000 feet flyover of the mission statement, Growing Gospel-Centered Disciples of Jesus Christ for Life. And really the idea here is, is, you know, why do we exist? Why do we show up for church? Why are we part of a church? And we wanna be really focused um, that what does it look like to fulfill the great commission Jesus gave us in Matthew 28 in our church. And so growing gospel-centered disciples of Jesus Christ for life, first that means that we're disciples that word disciple doesn't mean like Christian 2.0, next mm. level Christian, it just means Christian. <laughs> like a, a Christian is a disciple, yeah. and a disciple is a Christian. And a disciple means one who is under the authority of Jesus, taught by him. And so that's our goal for every person at Holy Cross. Uh, we are also disciples who are growing and helping others grow. And so we, we very much want to have this growth mindset where we're showing up to church and Christian community saying, how is God going to grow me? Hmm. And how can I encourage others to grow and bear fruit as Christians? Uh, We're disciples whose growth is motivated by the gospel. That's what Hmm. gospel centered means. It means that we're not going to be pressured, guilted, arm twisting. You know, we're not going to, um, it's not like a competition. Like we're growing because Christ loves us Hmm. and his love, his gospel, his good news is what motivates our growth. Uh, We are finally we're disciples for life. And and that means that our growth as Christians in the church is not just this episode. Like I got baptized or I got confirmed or Hmm. I got married at the church, or I, I went to the new members group and joined the church and was there for a year and now i'm not uh it's it's we're invested in this body of believers for life and you know if we move to another city we we find another body of believers and we're just in fellowship with the church till we're dead
2: yeah and then beyond right
0: and then forever because into the um, new life this is the uh it's we have a, a forever family yeah good yeah Good. So that's kind of the overview of
2: what does it mean when we say we want to be a church that is growing gospel-centered disciples of Jesus Christ for life. So let's get a little bit of reactions to this and and think through some of these reflection questions. So, Dorothy, I'll put you on the spot. Mm. Imagine if a friend, neighbor, or family member who does not attend church asked you, what's the big deal about going to church? What's What's your response to them?
1: Well, for me, and always has been, I've always loved going to church. is is It's my family. It's in an extended family, but it's also. But most importantly, I think it's where I, I get grounded as in faith through Christ, because there's so much stuff out there that's where we learn and hear, and it just it you know I'm not tossed about, hmm. and so, um, and, and having that fellowship of believers with me, it gives me that security, and uh, and together we're just stronger, so. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it just makes a huge difference for me.
2: That's, not, that's pretty good. I'm going to that church. There you go. How about you, Pastor John?
0: Well, you know, I at my former church, um, I would often tell people, and maybe I've told Holy Cross this too, I can't remember. You only got so many stories as a pastor, you know. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I will tell people, I don't go to church because I'm a pastor. Like, I go here because I need this. And mm-hmm. so for me, worship is the only real steady thing in my life
2: Hmm.
0: and i have a a, i think i have a great life you know yeah right but but i'm saying i'm not reliable the people that i love the most are not always reliable the world i live in is not reliable i don't my health eventually is not going to be reliable you know finances all those things and so i know that when i come to worship there is security here that I'm hearing about something that's unbreakable, that's durable, the love of God in Christ for mm. me, and so if I were to miss church, I feel very exposed and vulnerable. Mm. Exposed mm-hmm. meaning I feel paper thin, like mm. I don't, I don't, I'm not strong, and and I'm not um, confident to live this life, and so, um, that's I. I come to church because, man, I just really need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really like myself if I were like away from church because mm-hmm. um, it start to drift from who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm.
2: I th- yeah, that's pretty compelling, I'd say. A neighbor might be like, really? <laughs> like, yeah, really. And and the donuts, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, Obviously. Not the donuts. Yeah. Donuts. And now we have good coffee. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I th- so I think if I was asked that question, I, I would say something similar that, um, you know, it's only with the the church and hearing the gospel that my life makes sense. Mm. That's great. Like I'm kind of a philosophical person. I have big questions. And I've just found that, like, in the mouth of Jesus, those questions are answered to, in a way that gives me peace. Mm. And apart from that, I would just kind of be scared of life and I'd be scared of experience and I, it wouldn't make sense to me. So I'd just probably quit or just burn out somehow. So, um, yeah, I think that the compelling words of Jesus makes my life make sense. And the church gives me that. So, um, good. So how about this next question? Have you ever been embarrassed By the behavior of the church, or seen less than godly motivations at work in the church. So, without slandering, share some of that experience.
1: Well, I think we've all seen uh, where we cringe, um, and it could be just um, uh, someone in church saying something just really stupid. And I'm probably, and I'm honestly, that would be me. (laughs) Uh, Let's not kid ourselves. But when I think of something in the news, um, I think of. uh, because again, this is where outsiders uh see the church um when I think of the the that congregation that travels to protest funerals right yeah right and and so some people see that represents the church, mm-hmm. and that makes me cringe mm-hmm. so because it's not in love,
2: and it
0: seems like those are the only things that really get highlighted yes you know in the world yeah, yeah, and definitely sometimes I think that it's it's been sad to see how divided we are culturally, politically, and Mm. sometimes people will often speak with, um, with great confidence that Mm. they're right on Mm -hmm. certain things um, that I don't think scripture always speaks to clearly. Yeah. (laughs) And, And doing so in the name of Jesus, and it can alienate and and push people away from the church. And so that is not so much embarrassing, but painful.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the tasks is for me as a pastor, when I, I do a lot of new member conversations, is just to tear down some of the false pictures of church that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, getting past some of the cliche kind of assumptions about church. Um, the simplistic things. Um, Yeah, a lot of the kind of the um, just kind of legalistic or mean-hearted or turn and burn kind of conversations that people have maybe heard um, and just bringing it back to Jesus. So I think, yeah, when when the conversation is more about like who's who's in power and who's right and doesn't mention the work and the service of Jesus, Yeah, it's painful to see that and it's like, great, I'm going to have to undo that Mm -hmm. Um, when I talk, hopefully when people have that conversation with the church. Um, Let's move down now to the next section of questions and let's go to the first question. It's this, describe a time in your life when growth was uncomfortable or even painful, but the end result was worth it. So how old were
0: you and in what ways did you grow? Pick a year. (laughs) Uh, Just to be completely honest, I think that every year I've been here at Holy Cross, um, just because I've never been in a senior pastor role, and you have to kind of learn quickly. (laughs) And um, just some of the transitions and changes and curveballs related to everything that 2020 was, and... um, Just also just learning my own limitations Hmm. and, uh, it's not fun. And, um, just learning that, um, you know, all of us are pretty insecure people. And, and if there's anything that's going to squeeze the insecurity out of you and it's going to be being in ministry. Hmm. And, and because, you know, sometimes you, you know, make everybody happy and sometimes not happy at all. And it can be you can just feel pressures that are real or pressures that are imagined. And and, and that's just been hard. I mean, just to be completely honest and and, but yet it's been really good because in that. Christ is completely at work and shaping and forming and giving new priorities and, and teaching you to think about things differently especially in a year like 2020, you're completely not in control. Yeah. And so you just have to admit a lot of weakness and vulnerability and, um, yeah. I mean, I could talk about being a parent. I could talk about being a husband. I could talk about a lot of things where, yeah, growth has been hard. It's been, it's been slow going sometimes, but eventually you wake up and think, I think I may have grown. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's like, you can see it in
0: retrospect, I think too. Like, yeah. That's the thing is that pain, like a lot yeah. of growth that I've experienced as a Christian yeah. totally didn't see it in the moment. In fact, I kind of felt like I wasn't growing yeah. or I was like going the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you wake up one day and you're like, maybe I have borne some fruit <laughs> Yeah. and all the glory goes to God and not me. So
2: yeah, I think um, for me, actually going to the seminary was pretty intensive especially the first couple of years, like I, I would describe my first couple of years as kind of like pretending a little bit, <laughs> or at least my first year, just like pretending to, to know the stuff, pretending to uh, be disciplined uh, enough, um, pretending to kind of know what it meant to be a pastor, and then just learning that I just didn't. <laughs> and I really had to allow the seminary and the that that process to form me so it was kind of like a process of being humbled mm. and and i think i did grow a lot looking back it's like i really needed to go through that transformation it made me feel really insecure you know i thought about leaving the seminary Actually, oh yeah i did yeah. too yeah. Yeah. yeah because it was just like i don't know if this is for me and like everybody else do is, is
0: fine but yeah I, I think i'm done
2: all these like cool pastors are here and they have like heritage they're you know pastors in there Parents grandparents and the other generations and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing like, here I'm just a yeah. spare wheel you know? exactly but, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. hope I get through here anyway so that but that was good in the end
1: um, no, yeah uh, it's interesting because uh yeah for me that, that there was also i think actually two times that I thought I just want to quit quit doing anything with ministry just what um and so for me i, I when um in my last church the pastor took a call it was kind of like now what am I going to do because it Mm. was a small church so he and I worked very closely together and I felt my partner in ministry had just left but um you know, God used my husband. it's like, well, how about getting this, uh, you know, organizational leadership uh, degree and mm. maybe moving on. And, and at the time, I, I remember the first term. I think they purposely make it super hard. And <laughs> I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't even know if, if there's going to be any fruit of this. I may just be here. But uh, God grew me. And he just honestly just took care of the rest. Um, but... Uh, you just, uh, but it, it
2: was, it, it was hard. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Worth it in the end. Definitely. Well, good. So as we're entering into a season of growth and transformation here at Holy Cross, uh, let's answer this question. So as we embrace a new mission focus, what emotions do you experience? What challenges do you foresee if we're actually going to achieve this mission? Um, so Dorothy, maybe I'll hit it back to you. What what do you see as the challenge that we might run into?
1: Um, well, first, I want to just say, but the emotion, I'm excited. I'm just so excited yeah, to be goes. here with uh, just this movie as we move forward now that we have all staff in place. Um, the I would say uh, back to, uh, I'm going to go back to For Life, which is what I discussed um, in the other podcast. Um, f- that people take it seriously that, again, this is not just confirmation. I'm graduated. I'm out of here. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I baptized my child. I'll see you back at confirmation. But and understanding that. Even up to, you know, when you're 90, you're still growing and we still want you here. And it's not just oh, Bible study, it's serving as well. That there's something for everyone at every age and um, all centered in, in Christ.
2: Yeah, cool. Um, how about you, Pastor John? What, what emotions, what challenges do you well, one one emotion,
0: I don't, is Thanksgiving an emotion? Yeah,
2: I think so. Gratitude. gratitude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just feel humbled and full of gratitude when I think about the the people in our congregation who already live this every day. I mean, that, I mean mm. they're showing up to yes. worship and saying, I want to grow, and they're on a lifelong journey of growth, and praise God for that. And um, I think the challenge is just really patience, you know, mm. patience for us as ministry staff to say, here's where we want to take you. And then also patience among members of the body of Christ to walk that journey and also to be patient with each other, to recognize that we're all at different places of growth. Um, because, you know, I, and I can see that this is, I mean, this is what the New Testament is aimed at to grow as disciples. But I don't think that institutionally as a church, we've always been aimed at that. And so what is normal and healthy may feel to some as weird and what are we doing? And I think anytime you do something different, you're always gonna have people who might say, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, yeah. And so that I think there's some vulnerability there of like, you know, this is the direction we're going and it, it might take us a while to kind of get there, understand it. But So I guess I feel a lot of different thoughts and emotions. Yeah. But
2: I think I'm right there with you. I think I feel convicted. Mm. Like I just think, so there's a confidence there because I don't think there's any other choice for the church than to go in this direction of the Great Commission and to go in this direction of growth. Yeah. And yeah, I do think that kind of critiques maybe some of the Lifestyle Christianity or casual Christianity that maybe mm-hmm. is uh in the air we breathe. Yeah, you know of you know just kind of I'm in I'm out whenever I kind of feel like it. But I think it's beautiful because this really is what Jesus wants to give to us, and yeah. it's it's compelling. You know, there's this compelling mm-hmm. story of salvation that we get mm-hmm. to participate in. So I think we don't have a choice <laughs> what what to really aim at. And I'm so glad that we're mm-hmm. just explicitly giving this to our congregation. I think people
0: will really yeah. um, grow and be blessed. I think also that the place we're at as a culture in our nation is that a lot of people get upset or they get angry or they get fearful that the church doesn't have as much influence. Or maybe you know, we're seeing religion decline, at least here in America. Mm-hmm. And you know we can be upset or fearful about that, or we could just really embrace the church all the more yeah, right. and seek to be more faithful yeah. because we actually might be part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, yeah. We haven't given a good witness to the world of who Christ is and what it means to be a disciple. But the other thing too is that um, I also feel convicted and I feel some clarity here because one of the things I realized as I was writing this booklet is I've been so focused as a pastor on other people's growth Mm-mm. But the most important question for me to ask is about my growth. Because like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I can lead a congregation on a growth uh-huh. journey as disciples, but what about you, man? Yeah. Like this, everything has to flow out of my growth. I, I can't lead apart from God getting underneath the hood of my heart and tinkering around yeah, so
2: a little, that's a little excitement, a little bit of uh, nerves, maybe. Oh yeah, like what's the guy sure. gonna do? Yeah, he's gonna put a supercharger in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dorothy, can can I ask you to close us in prayer for this session?
1: Um, yes. Um, Heavenly Father, just thank you for this uh, this time and and this this time in in uh, the uh, life of uh, Holy Cross as we uh, move forward, and I just pray that uh, you would help us um, each. Um, Um, take this seriously, uh, even just, there might be some changes, and it might be painful, um, and yet you will be there with us as we walk along this way, and I thank you for Pastor John and Pastor Tim um, leading us uh, through this. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen.